Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master of D&D Raw. And before we begin, I just wanted to say, if you enjoy D&D Raw, we would love it if you would support us on Patreon to hear new exclusive content and updates before anyone else. By contributing as little as $1 per month, patrons enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. Our higher level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, the chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode, and even to join our monthly patron game. We wanted to thank all of our Adventure Tier and Above patrons for their support this month. So thank you Jeremy Kleinhans, a Linux fan, and Dark Queasy, and a very special thanks to our producer tier patron, Gnome, for serving as a producer on this episode. To find out more about how you can join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. If you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week's episode will be Rules as Written Unearthed Arcana, and today's Rumble Squad episode is Hey, That's My Hat. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Auric Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Jane, and I will be playing Nissa Turin, the Gnome Arcane Trickster Rogue. Hi, I'm Nick, and I will be playing Luvin Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the Human Druid Barbarian. Last time, the party made their way through the fire and arrived at a room filled with imagery of weapons, armor, and other strange items of interest. It was here that they faced the spellweaver, Rydot, who had captured a half-elven man the party assumed to be Avelios. After a brief fight, and with three of the four orc bodyguards unconscious or dead, Rydot cast a spell and teleported away, leaving the party to recover in the chamber. So, looking around the room, You see the walls are covered with designs of weapons and armor and different items, much of which has been cracked. You see on the floor this slightly raised platform, there seems to be like an indentation there. And then across from that, on the other side of where you entered, there is part of the wall that has a circular piece of glass that's embedded in it. You have this half-elf who has bald head, bright blue eyes, kind of rugged copper skin. He is just barely five feet with kind of an innocent looking face to him. And he's really huddled into a corner after this initial encounter. You have one orc that was bashed across the head, but unconscious by Elaine. One that is asleep, which I believe you guys went to bind them. Maybe not binding them necessarily, but like pushing them to one side. And if they're putting up any any resistance, then trying to bind them. The one that was basically just out of the fight was just like, cool. Roll persuasion for the one that is currently just waking up from being asleep and the other one that you knocked unconscious. That's a 10. The one that you had knocked unconscious, which is healed up by Orc, definitely was struggling against you. They're looking around and they're studying all of you. Orc, you kind of recognize that like they're looking for an opening. Quick question. Do I notice the nightmare skull mark on any of them? All of them. Glasha's waiting for you and she will escort you back out of here if you can find her. We mean you no harm. We're just here doing a job. I'm going to say to them, as I'm holding my hands up like in the, look, we don't want to fight anymore. Just step aside kind of attitude. 
What are the rest of you doing, by the way? I'd kind of be looking around the room, trying to get a lay of the land, and then I'd probably go and check on Aegos. Or is it Avelius? We don't know. You haven't actually asked. So, on that note, so is it Aegos or is it Avelius? We've kind of heard both. You said the Nephany sent you and Silasar? Aye. It's Avelios, really. So is that what we should call you? Yeah. All right, Avelios. What exactly is this place? We we read some of the book saying that there's some kind of special artifact here, but did the Spellweaver get it or? Before I continue, Nissa, what are you up to? I was investigating, beginning to poke and prod at things in the room. I would have wanted to particularly go and take a closer look at that circular piece of glass. Okay, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Leuven, what are you up to? I'm walking up to the pedestal and just kind of looking it over like what magic is involved here, if any. Okay, so you're trying to determine the magic here. Go ahead and roll Arcana. Those are going to take you guys a little bit, so I can jump back to Auric and what Elaine are doing. Elaine, go ahead and roll one more persuasion check. 19 total. Their posture relaxes. They're leaving their weapons where they were on the ground and walking over to the corner. I will pick up their weapons and just put them by the stairs where we came in. Like, you can have these when we're done kind of thing. Okay, so you were asking him, what is this place? Well, from what I can find, it's really difficult to read anything in this room. There's magic all around the room, but the Nephany, right? Aye. But none of you are wood elves. I thought that was fairly obvious. But they're wood elves. They are, but they contracted us in order to carry this out. Roll persuasion. I got a six. Uh, did they not trust my information? I thought I said it was a threat to them. Aye, that's why they sent us. We're the Rumble Squad. Although, we might still be working on the name. Okay. And Nissa is, by the way, just like staring at the glass that is beside you guys and studying and throwing all this. So, Nissa, what was your role? 13. You do, there's about just shy of two dozen different items drawn on the wall. All are different. Most are cracked. You do see a lot of symbols of different deities sketched on some of these, which you did notice on the silver blue warhammer, a symbol to Yadamin. Then as you're studying this glass, you notice there's definitely runes. You can just barely see them, but they seem to be in the glass, not sketched on the outside of it. Do they look familiar? Do they look like any of the other runes we've seen in this place? Roll an arcana check. Natural 20. Studying the runes, they're not like the other runes you've seen. The other runes you've seen have definitely been more defensive measures, uh, evocation in some way, and illusion. The runes here are definitely divination in origin. You get the sense, while you've heard this described to you before, it definitely seems like some form of scrying, but the runes here are incredibly advanced. So there seems to be more to it than just scrying on someone. But however this is supposed to work, it seems like you can look elsewhere because of it. Leuven, what was your arcana roll? 22. Studying the platform, you're noticing the indentations and you kind of see arcane runes. You see an indent of what is almost like a prismatic shape, like a, a crystal or something is supposed to go here. But you also are studying and notice indentations like where you're supposed to stand on either side of the initial indentation. Studying the magic of the area, there are so many runes of so many different types. You know, some that seem to have illusion and they stretch down the platform, some that are evocation, some that are enchantment, but they seem to be stretching from the central area that you're at downward, and then they seem to 
disappear into the floor as they hit the edge of the bottom of the platform. Okay. Do the indentations, especially the one that would fit the the prismatic shape, does that seem to be about the size of maybe the crystal that Nissa's looking at? The glass that she's looking at is circular. This is definitely like diamond shape. Okay. Do I see anything around the room that would fit that to place on the pedestal? Roll perception. Jumping back to Auric. He's kind of giving you a look like he's not really sure to trust you. Look, lad, if we meant you harm, we wouldn't have saved you. But how do I know you don't want the item for yourself? I don't know what the item is. He keeps trying to hide it, but his eyes are flicking to look at what Nissa's doing over and over and over again as she is studying the glass sphere. So is this the item over here that my partner's looking at? Maybe. Maybe? What is it? You said that it could be a danger to the Nephany? I don't fully know. You don't know. I haven't had a lot of chance to study it, but it definitely has a lot of power. All right. Well, what do you know? Roll persuasion. Two. (laughs) I know plenty. In particular about the room, lad. I have spent some time studying it, and then that might be why that thing caught me. We are here to help you. If there's something we can do to put you at ease, just let us know what assurances you need. Do you have any form of official seal to show that you are from the Nephany? I thought there was a letter of some kind. At at the very least, an animal messenger was sent? They sent an animal messenger ahead. You were also supposed to let the Nephany know somehow that you had arrived in Ascentheus. We may have neglected that part. I do fully summarize all of that, though, and basically explain. And we're going to check in right after this. Although, I guess if we're checking in with you, then here we are. Roll persuasion. But before we get to that, what was your perception check? Oh, uh, 14. A lot of the stuff's cracked. You're not 100% sure if anything in here would fit into the space. Doesn't look like it, though. Okay. Persuasion is 19. Kind of looking back and forth a little bit. Okay. Yes, this is this is the item. It scries out. And from what I understand, most protective magics don't stop it. Interesting. Haven't had a chance to test it much because there were several interested parties looking for this place. And once I found it, they were looking for me, apparently. They're trying to always find me. You've tried this then? Tried. It's really difficult to figure it out. It seems to be a placement of something. Like a couple of times I've come in and then it works and then then it didn't. And I I don't understand why. I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure that out and I'm not 100% sure I'm getting it right. And he's starting to go like and repeat himself a little bit. Elaine, what are you up to? Mostly just standing off to the side, keeping an eye on the orcs, making sure they're not doing anything crazy or basically just keeping the buffer and being the wall. Beyond looking a bit impatient, they're not doing anything. Okay. Yeah, I'm not doing anything either. Like once I moved their great axes to the side, I would have just kind of not necessarily sat down, but you know, just like relaxed and been just like shrug watching them. Okay. So yeah, he's going over like he was standing in front of it and he was able to see uh, far away and he knew that it definitely wasn't in the Regorum, but it was like some other forest and he's not sure where in the forest, but he knew it was definitely a different forest because he could see the different types of trees that were there. There were definitely different animals, but he's not sure exactly like where this might be. And by the way, he's just going and going and going unless someone stops him. Well, well, easy lad, easy. What is this room used for? In particular, I'm interested in these markings on the wall, specifically this one. I'll point to the one that looks like it belongs to Yadumin. Oh, that one. Okay, yes. So that one specifically is the 
the the blacksmith's hammer, the war hammer. I don't know exactly what it's called. It's actually the name has changed over time. But there seems to be these instructions on how to make some of these or how it was made. I'm not sure. These are it's really difficult because not all the writing is here and a lot of it's been destroyed and it's really, really old. So I have to actually translate it based off an ancient description of it. And going through that, this one looks like it was made by the the smith who actually ran this place, the uh Avantir. And this seems to be like he's saying he claims all of these, but from what my understanding is based off of how this room is, it definitely did not make all of these. It seems like these are different weapons or items or something of the gods that they've been blessed and have divine power in them, or that they can grant divine power or something along those lines and have an actual connection to the wielder of it. Now, some of these weapons don't exist, or I don't think they exist, or they might exist. What about this one in particular? Does this one exist? I'm not sure if it actually exists, but it seems to have instructions on here. And he kind of points to some really rough looking writing, and he has like, he's trying to point real close, and you have to get like almost right up to it to notice that carved into the stone, there's definitely some writing there. You don't recognize the writing. Leuven, come here, lad. Can you read this? It's not a language that I recognize. You cannot. I can give it a shot. Most of the languages we know, we know in common together, they're both, uh, yeah, that's not gnomish. So as Evelios is pointing at it, it's like, okay, so it says it requires five things, five things. It says the hearts of the flame, the soul of the earth, the speed of the air, the beauty of the sea, and the purest of metal. Below that, it says, let the heart of the flame mold the soul of the earth. Let the soul of the earth be shaped by the speed of the air. Let the heart of the flame be cooled by the beauty of the sea. And once these are done, pour your strength into the item and allow the soul forged to come to life. Oh, that's the name of it. You just are now realizing the name of it? Well, I hadn't read this one yet. I have been getting around to a lot of it. He really wanted me to focus on the crystal and try and figure out if there's anything around it and immediately around it. And he points over to it. It's like, you can see that, that there is a sword that has the, the part. And then there's that shield over there. And then because this one is way over here and he's circling around the room. So this is called the Soul Forge Hammer? I think so. I see. Luvin, are you able to, do you have some, some scrap paper or anything that you'd be able to do either an imprint or make a copy of what you see here, lad? I feel like this could be vitally useful for our work. Yeah, I have some notepaper. Here, let me start on that. Okay, so you're copying that down. Are you copying down what he said, or you're copying down what is on the wall? I would say to kind of do both, because he did translate part of it for us. And is the writing in the wall, can he do like an impression on it? Yep. So I was already writing down the words, so I'm, I'm at this point ready to move on to the impression part of it. Okay. Nissa, what are you up to? Listening in to the conversation Oryx having with Avelios and probably Pat still looking at this glass. Immediately around the glass, there's three particular items. One seems to be like this white staff. On one side, there seems to be this black blade. Kopesh is what it's called. Kind of a curved blade. There's like this purplish image, like maybe an amethyst type of image above that. Spreading out from there, you see more items. There's this long sword that has this shield, like the shielded handle on it. You recognize the symbol on that. Let me guess. Alios. Yep. Having seen that symbol many, many times. Mm-hmm. Would I recognize any of the other symbols? Would anything be familiar? Roll religion. Any of you who wants to roll religion can roll religion. 16. 15. Natural 20, total 26. Nice. So, studying the room, looking around, you guys both recognize that the two Warhammers are for Yadumin and his brother Yuldanim. 
the god for the Duragar. You do recognize there's a horn that looks like a cornucopia is uh, Cecilia, god for halflings. You recognize that the rod with the crescent moon head is Vladir. You see boots that look like spider webs almost, which is Vladir's sister Zanera. Most of you recognize a lot of the different symbols in the room. There's a few that don't seem to have any symbols to it. You see like this black dagger with a dark circle doesn't have one. There is this plate armor with spikes and its arms have these like chains wrapped around that doesn't have one. And the three items that are immediately around the glass circle don't have a symbol. Luvin, with your natural 20 and 26, you have some idea that like the plate armor with spikes and the arms with chains might be Archon. Like the black dagger with a circle on his pommel might be Sikton. It seems like every god or goddess in here is represented in some way, but you also don't recognize the white staff, the black kopesh, or the amethyst or the purple crystal. I'll fill in whatever blanks I can with whatever little extra I got. I'm completely free sharing any information that I'm able to ascertain. Do I see any references or anything that looks like it might be related to that legendary Duragar plate mail that I had been told about previously? It looks like that plate armor with the spikes might match that description. Okay. Leuven said that that was armor that was represented by an evil god. Yes, that could be it. You're not 100% sure. You don't recall any mention of chains on the arms. That wasn't in the description at all, but there are chains on the, the bracers of this plate. Okay. I'll mention that to the party that there could be a correlation there. Leuven, after you're done uh, copying down these ones, would you be able to do sketches of a lot of these other ones? Just so that we have reference for later. I would love to. And Avelios, as an artificer and an alchemist, I'm very interested in working with you on anything you'd, you'd like to collaborate on. You know, let's- Why? Are you trying to steal my work? Are you trying to look into my stuff? I'm trying to learn. Okay. He's looking at you suspiciously, but he's like, okay. And I'm just giving him like a confused look like, I get it. So you guys take the time to study this. I would be taking note of what's around, seeing if I can make any sense of that description that was translated for the Soulforge. Roll an Arcana check. 18. You don't know specifically what like the heart of flame, the soul of earth, the speed of air, what those phrases might mean exactly, but it definitely seems to be describing things of elemental nature. Okay. Do I have any idea what the purest of metal might be. You have an idea that might be mithril. Kind of what I thought. Elaine, you're noticing the orcs are getting restless. They don't like just sitting around. They're real finicky right now. They haven't done anything, but they're mumbling a lot in orcish. Got it. We don't know how to get back out of here, though. So I'll look to the orcs and just kind of politely ask, do you guys know your way out? One will shrug. Rydot. Okay. Have you been in here before? Shakes his head. Awesome. I'll look to the party. Guys, any reason that we shouldn't just let them go? I'm fine with letting them go. Do we know how to get out of here? Because it looked like those statues might attack us if we try to leave. Yep. And they don't know any way out, so... Avelios, this isn't the first time you've been here, is it? This is the second, actually. So how do we go about leaving? I don't completely know. 
So, okay. So wait, wait, wait. Last time, last time I was searching around and he's kind of retracing his steps a little bit. And I was walking around and I was studying this, this platform. And he walks up to the platform and is looking at it. And you can see like boot imprints here. So I started to stand here and I was saying things and then nothing happened. And then I was inspecting and he walks over to the glass and touching the glass. And that actually let me see the forest, the forest that I was telling you about. That's definitely not the Rigorum. It's definitely some other forest, which I assume is the Nephany, but it might not be the Nephany because there's so different trees. So how'd you get trees. out? So Right. I was suddenly at the entrance. I'll pinch the bridge of my nose. You're not really helping. That's the least clear instructions I've ever been given. You know, I'll motion to Orc. And I work with him. Avelios, have you tried to identify that crystal object? Yes. I get overloaded with information because I think the entire place is magic. So it blocks the signal. This is part of the reason why I needed, like, if the Nephany had someone to study the magic, if they might know better than me because I only know so much. But you know what? I did have, I had my hat on last time I was here. Is there anything <laughs> special about your hat? I can use it to disguise myself, but it's it's not important. The hat's not important. I really don't care. I think I looked like a volunteer at one point. Yeah. Yeah, that's my hat. You can have it. So you said that you transformed yourself to look like the uh, Avantir, the great smith of this place. I might have been. It's hazy because I was so excited to see everything in the room. I remember I, I was watching Avantir and, okay, sometimes I might like kind of shift my form because I'm, I need to hide from the people that are watching me. It's become such a habit now, but starts to scratch the back of his hand. Well, Nissa, are you attuned to that item already? No. Maybe you should start trying to attune to it. If the picture or the image of this Avantir is essential to making this stuff work, it could be helpful. You all saw an image of him at the entrance to the vault, so you know what he looks like. That could work. Okay. So while you guys are doing that, I would actually go over and get the great axes and hand them back to the orcs and kind of tell them, look, you can try going back that way, but I don't think you're going to make it. So you're better off just hanging out and waiting for us to figure out how to get out of here. The choice is yours, though. They kind of speak in Orcish a little bit. Then they kind of put their axes across their backs and seem to wait. I'll just give them a solid nod. Hurry, this is boring. A big smile comes across my face. I'm like, agreed. And then I'll point over to like Leuven and Orc. This is their fun. I don't know what's happening. So two questions. Nissa, are you attuning to the hat? I'd probably say to Avelios, one of us needs to attune to the hat. He goes, you go ahead. I can make another one. He's like, you guys save me. I appreciate it. I know I didn't appreciate it at the time because I thought you might be trying to steal my research and my credit for this, but you did save me. So Not a thanks. I'll start attuning to it, but I'm also going to say to him, also, aren't we supposed to be taking the item out of here? I don't know if that's possible. I've been careful to remove it. We can try to remove it. I don't know what that will do, though. Maybe wait until after you've attuned, just in case. So, speaking of these these footprints here, all right, so I see that there are indentations on either side of this pedestal, and by the way, so many different schools of magic and the runes that uh, seem to be at this central point, and then they kind of go down into the whole room, like, as you say, it's magic. And this indentation here, kind of a diamond shape, did you find anything to fit? No, there was nothing here that actually seemed to fit that spot, but it definitely seems like a crystal might actually power this entire thing. It might actually create, like, as thinking, as I was studying this, this might be a central hub. Neat. Yeah, where you can kind of like use magic. I don't know. Maybe it's just what lets you like see and control the glass. But I don't know. This might actually be a way to see how like how to use the magic in this vault. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't used it. I haven't found a crystal that actually works in the space really well. Avelios? Yes. 
You said you think this is a threat to the Nephany. Why? Have any of you ever been to Meliamne? Nope, but it's on my travel list. I doubt you'll be allowed to go. Oh. Okay, so I think this might be a threat to the Nephany because, I don't know if you noticed, I don't have a Scythian accent because I'm not originally from Asynthias. I'm actually originally from one of the outlying towns of the Nephany, but, well, might have ran away when I was a kid. Anyways, that's not the important part. But the important part is that they keep Meliamne really secret. Like, no one other than people who live there or representatives from there know where it is. As far as I'm aware, no one's really found it. But if this can bypass, like, those barriers that help to protect it from scrying, and especially since I knew that people really wanted to know where this is, that could be a threat to the Nephany. So what's so special about this place? Is it like a seat of power in the Empire? It's their capital. I see. It's how they were never attacked during the Cataclysm. By hiding away. Or they were already hidden. I I don't understand fully, because, again, outlying town. But why would they send us to fetch it if it's a threat, unless they mean to destroy it? I don't understand. Well, I didn't tell them exactly what it was. Oh. Yeah, we were just told an artifact. What do you know about the Spellweaver? He's really strong. Well, not physically. I mean, (laughs) those arms are really scrawny. He has a lot of magic. I mean, he knows... A lot. I'm uh, I'm only getting a little hints and and bits when he was speaking to me telepathically. By the way, which is really creepy being spoken to telepathically when you're not aware that you're about to be spoken to telepathically and then it just has that chill down your spine and just- I'm totally doing the like the hand motion like move on, move past this. (laughs) Right, right. He's definitely not originally from like these woods. I don't know if he's from farther west or he's from somewhere else entirely, but he seems- to be with the Nightmare Skull Claire, considering any points over at the orcs in the corner. I don't know. He might have, like, a small army behind him, or he might just be like, hey, uh, I'm taking your people and I want help and protection. Because, uh, you know, the scrawny arms bit. I'll look to the orcs. What is your connection to him? Led by Ancestral Heart. Warchief. Tell us. Protect Rydat. Okay. And then look back to Avelius. Maybe he has control over the Warchief. Not specifically them. That would still be bad, because the Ancestral Heart is one of the Guardians to the West. Oh, it's another Guardian. Yes. Oh, look, look, we're getting information. Thank you. Finally. Does the Ancestral Heart have any connection to the Lady of Spirits? Is that what she They don't like each other, as far as I know. Oh, perfect, perfect. Awesome. That's as far as I know. I don't know if that's changed. Maybe he, like, gave her something, and that's why they're on her land, or maybe they're protect. Oh, you know what? Maybe this, uh, the Spellweaver, the, the Rydat guy, maybe he actually has some protection spells against, like, maybe some of the scrying magics that the, the Lady Spirits might have, because she definitely seems to know a lot of the times, like, when I'm on her lands, because she'll, like, send some, some creatures, like, just scurrying by to definitely scare me. I think it's in fun for her. It's not so much fun for me. What do you know about the orb that he had? The crystal thingy. Oh, the chromatic disc. Like, it powers his spells. It can give him more spells. You wouldn't know how to make one of those, would you? I really want to. Me too. So when we leave here, we have two options. We could either return to Asynthius with the information we have and try to figure things out from there. Or we could maybe go talk to the war chief. I vote for going back to Asynthius. We need to send word back to the Nephany. Why would we want to go speak to the war chief? The war chief is under his power. If Rydak is working with the Nightmare Skull, that's where we're going to find him. Do we not want to find him? That wasn't our mission. Not really. If we can't remove the orb, he's coming back here. He's going to try to get it again, probably. Or he's going to come back here for something. 
Uh, we'll figure out how to remove it. As soon as I'm done finishing copying all these uh, runes down, I'll go take a closer look at it. Best that we remove it, deliver it where it needs to go. And if it can't be removed? We'll deal with that when it comes to it, Lass. Okay. So while this is attuning to it, I want to spend 10 minutes and try and do an identify on the orb. Okay. You focus your energy and reach out. Make an intelligent saving throw. A natural one. Auric falls unconscious. All of you watch, he's like focusing, has his hand on the glass. Ten minutes later, as he's finishing the ritual, drops to the floor. As I see him drop to the floor, run over and kneel down and do... I'll start with a medicine check to see like what the heck is going on, I guess. Go for it. 21 total. It seems more like he went into shock. You might just need to like heal him a bit to wake him up. Or he could be out for a bit of time. I will go ahead and do a cure wounds on him. Five points. Auric, your head hurts so bad. Like, this is the hangover to beat down all hangovers. Stop touching stuff. Don't Um, learn if we don't explore. Auric, you can still see, right? I, but, ugh, that was quite a doozy. So do I have any idea of what it might be? Did I glean anything besides a... Wicked headache. You're literally, your brain got overloaded. I will try and relay that to the party. Yeah, that kind of happened to me a bit. Well, I mean, I didn't, at least I don't think I fell unconscious. I don't remember. I just, I was still standing, but it hurt. All right. So I'm pretty good with the magic stuff. I think I'm going to try now. I go up and use identify just as Auric was. Make an intelligence saving throw. 17. Okay. So you see Luvin reach out and focus, begin casting a 10 minute ritual. Another minute goes by. 12 minutes go by. Leuven is just touching it now. His eyes are closed, but it seems like he finished the ritual a couple minutes ago. Leuven, you still with us, lad? Do I hear that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'll go and uh, jiggle his shoulder. As soon as he touches you, you snap out of it. Ah. Leuven, basically, as soon as you touched it, you just saw flashes and images and, and just you saw some woods, you saw mountains, you saw some plains, you saw a building, you saw a city, you saw the, and just flew across your mind. Definitely got a sense of scrying from this. And as well as almost a dispel magic in conjunction to it. But that's all you got. So basically it casts dispel magic on the area and then it proceeds to scry it? Possibly. Definitely scrying magic, but with dispel magic as well. So like an area, no magic when I'm looking at it with the scrying. I have so much to paint later. By this point, Nissa, you are attuned to the item. Excellent. So you can cast disguise self on yourself at will. Yay. As long as you're wearing the hat. So, Luvin, do you have any idea how the thing works? That's all you got from it. Like, your brain was partially overloaded from the sensory information that hit it. Honestly, the way this is designed, it seems to be too much for one person to fully comprehend in one go. Like, it just overloads you with images. It's kind of like I was seeing everything that this thing has witnessed. I'm gonna try the hat out, just to make sure it works. I'm gonna... Look like me, look like me. Fine, I'll look, I'll look like a mini Elaine. Elaine, you're uh, six feet. You see a four foot tall version of you. Yes. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. I feel like when you transform, you could probably pick up the stone and interact with it maybe better than anyone else. If not, we're here to revive you. Great. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. I'll try. I'll use the hat and transform again. Okay. By the way, when you say that, Elaine shoots dagger eyes at Auric and Leuven. Like, if she dies, I'm killing you. So, Nissa, to everyone else, you see kind of this heavy armor plate, like, bulk out as flames for hair and a beard just appear on her as she looks like the image you saw when you initially entered the vault. When I 
look down at myself, do I see me or do I see a Vontir? You see a Vontir. And then as soon as you look down, it's kind of like a semi-transparent thing where you then also see yourself because, of course, you realize fully that this is an illusion. Yep. This is weird. Really cool. Really weird. Okay. Are you ready to try out the arb? I guess. Yeah. You walk up to it. I'll reach to it and touch it. You go to touch it. Those runes that you saw earlier, Nissa, all glow. And you just hear in your head, name. Can I say Avantir Amphilic? The room disappears to you. You find yourself in darkness for a moment. Single pinprick of light that flashes brighter and brighter towards you. Your vision is filled with a blistering heat. A massive city lies before you. You hear the sound of hammering. You fly towards a particular building, seem to zoom through the walls, and you see, looking as you do now, a dwarven figure, bronze skin, flames for hair and beard, seeming to work on a weapon of some sort, a blade. Brief pause in the hammering. Face looks around. Is someone coming to watch me? Not much you'll see here. And he'll go back to the hammering. Your vision is pulled away and you find yourself back in the room. I'm gonna like take a step back, take a deep breath, and then I will relate what I just saw. Wait, you mean that he's still alive? That's what it looks like? Question for Tony. All the carvings and stuff are presumably from a really, really long time ago. Everything here is ancient, ancient, ancient. Like thousands and thousands of years. He's ruined zero ancient. What kind of person is he? Unless this thing can show things from the past, then he's alive somewhere. Well, and you said that he noticed that you were scrying upon him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a god, isn't he? Uh, I don't think there's any been any definitive proof one way or the other. Didn't we say that he was the father of Yadumin? No, that's that's Arlios, lass. Oh. <gasps> Too many dwarves. Well, they themselves are not dwarves, but they are the deities of the dwarves. I'm confused now. So I begin a lecture on the deities. Nope. No. You brought this upon yourself. As you start talking to me, I'm definitely going to take a nice solid step back with the the hands up like, not interested. Listen, can you get it out of the wall? And can we get out of here? That's what I'm focusing on right now. There is one other thing you could do if you choose to. If you're able to scry on Avantir, you could also scry on Rydot. Right, that's not a bad idea, lad. I mean, Rydot might also notice you, but that's the only risk. I'm not sure I can choose where I scry on, though, because it just kind of happened. Lass, when when you said uh, Avantir's name, that might be you announcing to the orb as to who to scry upon. Maybe. It asked for a name, right? Yeah. Well, you could try, see if it works. I kind of want to leave that guy alone, but fine, I guess. Grudgingly. Okay. You touch the glass and say, Rydot? It's a little bit weaker this time when it says name, a little bit quieter, but your vision goes dark. You see the pinpoint of light flies towards you and you see tops of trees as far as you can see. You zoom into a spot and you see him middle of some woods. It's quiet. Your vision swirls. He is gesturing slightly with some of his hands as if he is talking to somebody. And as your vision swirls, a massive figure gets closer that dwarfs Rydot. You just see armor, head to toe, humanoid form, still silence, the heavy falls of footsteps. But as the figure gets right up to Rydot, it stops. Its gaze slowly turns to meet yours. 
You don't see its face. It has a helm that covers its entire head. There's small slits where you think you can see some bright blue eyes. The eyes shimmer slightly, have a hint of light to them for a brief moment. You can come find us if you want. <laughs> no, thank you. The voice is muffled through the metal. You found the item. Rideout's kind of looking in the direction. Please feel free to come talk. You see him like reach out and your vision fades. And you're back in the room. I stumble backwards a little bit again and I'm like, nope, nope, no, not going after that guy. Nope. Are you all right, lass? No. And I will relate exactly what happened probably kind of frantically and I'm like, nope, 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 not going after that guy. Mm Mm-mm. Does Nissa describe the uh, the armor? Knowing what Auric is like, I would try and give details, whatever details I could about the armor, because I know that's important to him. The description she gives, you've heard some of that before, described less passionately than described <laughs> previously, <laughs> as Adrel was definitely like much more interested and invested in what this armor looked like, but based off of Nissa's description, yeah. It sounds similar. So the person wearing it was quite large, though. Massive. Did Adriel describe that to me? Because I don't remember that part. So she only saw this figure from a great distance. Uh huh. Hard to tell height from distance. Okay. So when Nissa is describing it, does it sound like it's that armor from the walls? I mean, did she see, like, the chains or whatnot? Did not see chains on the arms. There was a massive greatsword on his back, though. Does that sound familiar to anything that is in the room? Basically, she saw the front of him. So you could see like the grip jutting out from over a shoulder and then the sheath of the blade nearly touching the ground. Are there any of the drawings in the room here that portray epic swords that might be of the great nature? There is one that has a great sword drawn in it. I'll turn to Nissa and say, Nissa, did the pommel of the sword look anything like this? The pommel was black metal. This had black metal. The grip was definitely dark. This was dark grip. The one big standout feature of this particular greatsword is that there seems to be like a single red eye on its hilt. You didn't see the hilt. It could be, but I didn't really... I couldn't fully see the sword. I'm not sure. Question for the DM. This sword in particular, what is it related to? Like what deity is it another one of the evil deities luvin would know that based off of the symbols of it it would seem to be like it might be obris which is the orc god so obris then makes sense all three orcs kind of like start to <clears throat> when you say obris is obris considered an evil deity yeah yeah okay so when Luvin tells me that, I'm going to turn to the orcs that are in the room. Does your war chief wear plate and have a large greatsword? They stay quiet, but they go a little pale. It's like, guy, so that, that'd be your war chief then. He wears <laughs> the great armor with the spikes on it and carries a greatsword, right? They are looking more afraid the more you describe this. I'll kind of eye Elaine. Thought orc. Maybe it's ancestral heart. War chief ancestral heart. And does the ancestral heart wear the armor with the great sword? They pause for a moment. We don't like to speak of the champion. So this is a separate entity. Nods. Is this entity working with Rydot? They shrug. Is this champion affiliated with your clan? Not nightmare school, but war chief respects. Do you know what race he be? Even though he wear the armor. Shakes head a little bit. 
Did the champion arrive with Rydot? Shrugs. Is the champion from this forest, or does he come from elsewhere? Don't know. Came from the west. Hold that train of thought for one second, and I'll kind of lean down to Nyssa. I have a thought, and this is only if you're comfortable with it. If you want to try using the scrying stone one more time to look at one of us so that we can see what the others that you've looked at see. Because right now you look like Anvilic. I'm wondering if that's what they're seeing or if they're seeing through your illusion or if they just get a sense that somebody's looking. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, so you reach out, touch the glass. The voice that says name sounds very faint now. It's as if each is using some power. Name Elaine? Elaine, as you know that she's crying on you, you can choose to fail a saving throw if you want. Yeah, and then see what I see, feel, taste, touch, whatever. So, Nissa, again, the room goes dark. You see a pinpoint of light as you fly out, find yourself above a heavy forest, zoom in, fly seemingly through the ground for a split second, and find yourself staring in the room. So the rest of you look around, you don't see anything. Nothing feels different. I don't sense or see or feel anything. Nope. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking around like, is it happening? Anybody <laughs> sense anything? No, I got nothing. This, are you sure it's working? So after about a minute, the vision fades. You're able to pull back. So you're able to pull away from that. You're back in the room. As you pull away, the lights around the room kind of dim a bit. Okay, so I think the magic on that is probably weakening. I don't know who you scried on, but I didn't see or feel anything different. Any of you guys? No, I didn't feel anything. Nothing. I scried on you, Elaine, but I just saw the room we're in. I saw all of us. Didn't really help any. Well, do you want to focus on trying to get that out of the wall and maybe Luvin and Orc can help? I will. I can talk to the Orcs, our new Orc buddies. So as you guys are talking, you hear footsteps climbing the stairs. And after a moment, Glasha appears. Ah, Glasha. You turned off fire. Oh, oh, so this stone was powering that. Elaine, did you want to ask your orc friends if they know the name of the champion? When you say that, Glasha goes stiff. Champion, where? Where? Uh, d- d- hands out immediately. Not here. Working with Rydot. We're just trying to figure out what's going on. Work, work with Rydot? Champion, work with Rydot? Somehow. She saw it and can explain better. How, how to leave here? We're working on that. She turns to the other three orcs and starts speaking in orcish. So, let's try and remove this, if you're ready, Nissa. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay. How are you doing so? Because it's essentially flush with the wall, but you can tell that it's not part of the wall. You're attempting to remove the item using... Thieves' tools. Is there any way I can assist? You have thieves' tools as well, correct? Yes. I provide guidance to uh, Nissa. Roll sleight of hand. Nissa, you have advantage and guidance, so an extra d4. 28 total. So, between you and Leuven, as you're trying to find purchase in the slimmest of margins, but you are able to slip a tool in, you start to, like, pull around the edges to loosen it all the way around, trying to be real careful, apply a little bit of pressure, not too much to crack the glass, and with a quick, you cast Mage Hand and catch it before it falls to the ground. (gasps) I'm gonna hold it out with the Mage Hand and be like, (laughs) who wants to keep a hold of this? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose I can hold on to it, Lass. Thank you. I'm not afraid of magic items. All the light in the room goes dark. I will uh, pull out a torch. You start to light it. As soon as the spark happens, there's a... Guys. <laughs> Just hold on to one of us, Elaine. We'll, we'll guide you out. None of you can see. It is pitch black. There is darkness 
all around you. You hear a lot of orcish. Since I'm standing by the orcs, I'm going to just as calmly as possible because I can't see anything. Glasha, I'm holding out my hand in your direction. If you want to grab it, we can make our way up to the platform because I believe we had decided that was some sort of way of out of here. All right. So to get out, I think here's what might work. If when Nissa is looking like Aventir, if on the exact footprint that's indented, then it will teleporter and maybe if we're all holding hands or something we could we could go with i don't like the maybe you do eventually by the way aglasha does like grab your arm okay i'm gonna make my way up to the platform with aglasha and the other orcs you guys all hear that i'll kind of go up towards the platform as well just kind of go along with the plan elaine there's a brief moment where a very light figure kind of bumps into you and, you, oh, uh, so- sorry. I will, with my other hand, grab him. You kind of like slap his cheek slightly as you go to reach out for him. Yeah. But you, you grab him. Yeah, and start mm-hmm. guiding him back towards the platform as well. Auric, you bump into some heavy bodies and you just hear, <laughs> I'll grunt back at him as well. <laughs> Nissa. As you're kind of like bumping into like some hips and some legs, everybody's taller than you. It's really annoying. Yep. And your foot slips a little bit and you see what seems to be a top of the cavern aerial view of a massive city down below you. And there's a small pinpoint of light far to the northwest. And you just hear a voice where looking around takes you a minute, but you find what seems to be a familiar intersection. Of a curved path and a straight path. A little ways from that, you see some columns and two collapsed statues made of bronze. Most of the rest of the area looks like rubble. Was this the way we came? That's where you arrived in the city. And did I recognize the voice? Sounds similar to the one that said name. I'm just going to call out, hold up, stop, just wait. All of you here, this is say that. I will relate what I just saw, even though I have no idea how exactly I saw it. You still see it. It's as if you're like just hovering above the city. Oh, this is so weird. Okay, uh, well, I'll tell them that I'm currently seeing that. I'll describe it as well as I can. Well, I'd asked you where. Yeah. Can you just specify the city that we wish to go to? Wait, maybe it's only within the city. So maybe just the entrance to the city? It's fine by me. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I guess I'll try saying entrance. As soon as you say the word, light fills the entire chamber, blinds you all for a moment. Nissa, can you roll a percentile die for me? 46. So you all feel kind of a a sucking sensation as your bodies seem to be pressed and stretched for a brief moment and then release as the air kind of returns to your lungs and you're at the very quiet entrance to the city. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules is Written. Or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM, Tony, at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Thanks for listening. See you next time.